0: It's Talk Sport, it's Talk Radio, it's me, Paul Ross, and as we're all aware, time tied in the ticking clock, wait for no man or woman, we're counting down here on Talk Sport and Talk Radio, to the resumption of football, till kids going back to school in England, middle of September, the Premier League starts again around September the 12th, but there's a far more important deadline on the way, and it's this Monday for Wigan Athletic and their supporters and followers because they have until Gulp Bank Holiday Monday, the 31st of August, to find the money to take over their club or maybe just maybe play will not resume at the start of the season. God forbid. They're a fantastic club, the Latics, with an amazing history in the Premier League not so long ago, got relegated from the Championship through no fault of the squad and certainly not the supporters, but the clock is truly ticking on this one. You could say it's crisis time. So let's get the very latest from Adam Pendlebury from the Wigan Athletic Supporters Club, also the man involved in the Progress with Unity podcast. We'll talk about that in a bit. Adam, good morning, matey. How are you doing? And what's the latest? Half a million has got to be found by Monday. Is there is there confidence amongst the supporters about that?
1: Yeah, well, first, first of all, the uh, crowdfunding going really well. It's only been uh, sort of open for sort of thirty six hours, and we're we've already hit uh, hundred and eighty thousand. And there's some great stories. Uh, Caroline, the chair of the uh, supporters club, has said that there's been sort of supporters aged sort of eighty five who don't have uh, sort of banking facilities, uh, rigged up, saying how they could actually donate five hundred pounds to the cause. So it's it's going really well. The momentum, uh, the video is absolutely superb. Pulls on the, uh, the the sort of the heartstrings. So, yeah, really good momentum's going well. Uh, but we we had a we actually had a bit of breaking news today from the 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 administrators, which uh, takes a little bit of pressure off. Uh, I don't know if you want me to go towards. No, to please on do. That.
0: Yeah, because I, I know initially Begbie's trainer, the administrators, has set a deadline of as I was saying this Monday. What's the latest on that front, Adam?
1: Yeah, so I, was, uh, I attended today uh, uh, a press conference with the administrators and they also did a, a one-hour Q&A with the uh, supporters club. Um, they actually said that uh, the 31st of August at the time that they set the deadline was key. Uh, we didn't have the funding in, in, in place, uh, but we've sold a couple of players. We've also now at this juncture sold the training ground at Exton. Uh, reportedly to Preston North End. So we have rates and capital uh, and the administrator said in the opening sort of address at the press conference that Wigan Athletic will still be a club on the 31st of August. Uh, that, that's reassuring in a sense that um, sort of bank holiday Monday isn't going to be sort of uh, Black Monday if you like, mm. in, in that sense. Um, however, you know, I I still urge people to sort of get get behind uh, the the uh, the, the fans appeal, um, although it's it, it's not necessarily about um, putting money in to get us through September or anything like that. It's something more positive. Uh, it, it's about sort of uh, in the first instance potentially uh, uh, coming in with a buyer uh, and having a voice. On the board which is absolutely crucial you're yeah. having a fan voice on the board or i guess if you like call it a plan b but not necessarily a bad thing um to sort of lead a potential bid for the club with backing from some maybe local businesses uh, so obviously the more money we make in that sense uh, the, the the better so for me, at the moment, it's great. at What everybody's doing, you know, the donations have been superb. We've got to keep that momentum going. And I think going forward, we've got to see it as a positive. We've got to all believe that, you know, we are going to take it take it forward. And, and this, this club will be a League One club and we'll play our fixtures next season.
0: Let me ask you about being a League One club because you're having a great run. The club goes into administration and there is, for me, that ludicrously punitive, going against natural justice, imposition of a huge points deduction by the EFL. What are your thoughts on that? It seems to me to be absolutely bonkers to do that. It's when... OK, you, you can't support, sanction, condone, financial mismanagement. I'm not saying for one minute that's what's gone on at Wigan, because, you know, I haven't got all the facts on that front in front of me, and there will be inquiries into that when they dig up the drains. But it seems to me to be absolutely appalling. They did it to Bolton. But it makes no sense. A club's struggling, and then you kick it in the ghoulies.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one, because... I th- I think it originally came in because some people were kind of, some clubs were using it uh, as a mechanism to give them themselves a competitive edge. I yeah. think so. So the, I think the the AFL acted to sort of put sort of a deterrent in place. But, for, to I right. said, financial cheating, really, that some clubs would doing. But I think I think the Wigan situation was very different. Absolutely. You know, it was it was a club that you know the administrators came into. It was very well managed. They had. No criticism whatsoever with the uh, the directors and the chief executive Jonathan Jackson, how they were running the club. They said they were running it really well, they were running it within the budget that they've been set. But, you know, a change of ordership within a month, you're in administration. Yeah. The English directors didn't want to go into administration, but outvoted by the Next leader fund uh, directors, so we are in administration, and unfortunately, that really so tight that save the fact that you know, given the fact that 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 change of ownership took place in the middle of COVID, it was always going to be difficult to say that COVID was an unforeseeable event. Yeah. So theref- therefore, with that in mind, save you know your, your ground setting on fire or. Uh, you know, some, something like that, you can't see an unforeseeable event that is going to allow you to appeal that 12-point deduction. No. It does seem very hard. But it's a rule that's been voted in by the clubs, isn't
0: it? Yeah. It just seems to me that's something they need to review and review urgently. This whole area, I mean, like in the Premier League, the financial fair play ruling seems to me now to be just a charade, given the decisions made about Man City and PSG in the past. But let's part that side of the conversation. Yep. Let me ask you if you... What, if anything, you know about the front-runners as far as taking over? I mean, we were hearing, I think at the press conference yesterday, a couple of uh, groups of Americans may be interested, sniffing around, also two UK potential bidders. What have you heard about who might be taking over, Adam, or anything you can tell us there?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously in terms of names, very difficult because obviously uh, entered into sort of non-disclosure agreements. But um, the, the, the feeling is that there are... Out of those four, there seems to be a sense of what I got from the press conference that there are sort of one or two that are more sort of serious, one of them uh, sort of uh, a relatively local UK uh, potential bidder um, and the other one, uh, the, the sort of American one, although there are sort of like four that are still in, in the game and um, what they will be buying is uh, obviously, as I said earlier, the training training ground has been sold, so they'll be buying the uh, the ground, the DW Stadium, and, and that's be been val-
0: and that's been valued. If memory serves, at about three million quid. So there are definite assets there for Wigan.
1: Yeah, so so the ground's three million, uh, and then they've got two other assets, if you like. They've got a training ground, yeah. and uh, if anyone wants to buy a chippy. Uh, there's a 50% of over half half a million as well. So if anyone who purchases a chippy. It can be used for other purposes by the way. There's no covenant to say that it has to be a chippy. Um, but yeah, that's kinda like the if you like the value of the assets. Uh, and then it's then proving the funding then that you that the that the the potential buyer can actually prove that they can fund the club for the next two years. Which is going to be around about five million, two and a half million a season, roughly. Yeah,
0: uh, in with wages and running costs and all sorts. And yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I yeah. mean, the,
0: the terrifying yeah. thing for me is following what happened to Barry, and a very good friend of mine. I've known him for years since uni. Barry fanatic. I mean, it rips the heart out of a community if God forbid a club goes under, doesn't it? I mean, you know, yeah. We think of Wigan, we think of rugby, but it's been a football centre for for you know for what, over a century, I think.
1: Yeah, well, 1932, after the demise, unfortunately, the demise of another attempted club in Wigan, uh, Wiganborough, yeah. in the 1930s. So Wigan, Wigan Athletic have existed since thirty-two. They were the kings of the non-league, giant killers. Um, you know, they've got the record still for the uh, biggest crowds between uh, two non-league clubs outside of Wembley, 27,000. So they were giants of non-league and for years were knocking on the door of the Football League it's that football league enemy again they never yeah. seem to get voted in uh, they finished top of the league but it was a voting system in in those days and you know there's, there's that history in non-league the and then since the football league you know we've had little dips and then Dave Whelan took over 10 years in the Premier League 8 years in the Premier League culminated in Something that Wigan fans don't like to talk about, winning the FA Cup in 2013. And <laughs>
0: that never happened, did it? I've got to check, I'm checking my record. Oh, yeah, it did, apparently, yeah. You never yeah made, it, that never gets mentioned by Wigan fans, does it? Very modest.
1: In all seriousness, though, I mean, you know, we, we, we probably went back down to where you'd probably see where we'd be sort of between Championship and League One ultimately, because, you know, football's changed, you know, it, a, a millionaire is now no longer no. a competitive edge in football. It, you've got to be a billionaire to have that competitive
0: And edge, th- so. let me ask you about the change of football, because do, I do wonder about the, the state of football in the Northwest in general maybe. I wonder if the two Manchester clubs with huge assets behind them have, have sort of crushed the competition in some ways. got a lot of clubs there with great histories, but in a small area, and many of them, it seems, increasingly really struggling financially, competing for increasingly, maybe, or decreasing small pieces of the cake.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right, I think I brought it right at the start of uh, the administration, I think I, I made mention of the fact that there's no coincidence, if you look at it, wiggard Bolton, Berry, Oldham, Macclesfield, you know, I've probably missed some other clubs out there, Port Vale, yeah. we've probably put them in, in the north, north-west, all clubs that have had major financial issues and you know, you ultimately you're fighting for custom, aren't you? And and the prob- the problem is is when you said before about Wigan being a rugby tie, it, it might have traditionally been known for its rugby, but actually I think it's a football tie. Unfortunately, sure. they're not Wigan Athlet- they're not all Wigan athletic fans, you know, it, it was a when I was growing up at school, you know, uh I must have been a target for bullying because I was the only Wigan athletic fan. I was, yeah. it was Liverpool, Man United and me, the, the Wigan fan. Now that's changed a bit, you know, we've grown. But even even now, you know, you, you see Man United and Liverpool shirts in, in Wigan it's very
0: difficult yeah. to sort of compete work sure, we are. But I'm, I'm sure those people, if they're, you know, if they love their town, if they love, you know, the sport, even if they're Man United, Liverpool fans, whatever, Man City, they're also going to pledge money. How can people do that, to Adam? How can people get involved and get behind this and help raise that half a million quid?
1: Yeah, so we've got a, a crowdfunding site. Uh, you can access that through the Wigan Athletic uh, Supporters Club. So you, you'll find that by just, just typing it into, sure. uh, into into Google. There are some different... There's been loads of pledges, you know, people who have pledged the 5 fifteen, twenty £10, 15 £20. Pounds. That's brilliant, you know, because, you know, we're in a very difficult time at the moment yeah. with the pandemic. Uh, but there are... If you move up the ladder, there are some um, rewards as well. Uh, so um, £250, £500 and £1,000 with different levels of awards. The £1,000 one kind of gives you quite a big say in things that are happening at the club, right. uh, ticket prices and, and uh, kits and that kind of thing. Uh, and also it gives you a, a monthly briefing with the manager as well. So you, you kind of feel very much part of the club if you do put your... It's a lot of money to commit. I, you know, in, this, it's very difficult at these times. And then there are also... Uh, there's a business perspective as well, you know, so with some more sort of corporate sort of offerings sure. or big, bigger, uh, the, the, the people who certainly go well beyond my finances anyway.
0: <laughs> but again, it can you can get involved at any level, contribute, support it at any level, which is a great I, move.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And that's how, you know, the initial, um, we, we put an initial uh, crowdfunding site out in uh, July, because we needed money to get through the season, there was yeah. no money coming in, and we needed to get through our last six or seven games. And the supporters' club site stepped up. Step
0: stepped, up. stepped up. Okay, now I mentioned Adam. We're talking to Adam Pendlebury here from the uh, Wigan Athletic Supporters Club. I mentioned your podcast, Progress with Unity. Tell us about that, finally, Adam.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, it was it was set up by a guy Barry Barry Worthington, uh, probably getting on for ten years ago now. Uh, just a couple of people who you know, just wanted to chat about football, and it sort of grown from there. I was quite a, a bit later to the uh, to the scene, but yeah, we we well, we were meeting on a Wednesday at a night, uh, at a library, which it seems a bit odd for a podcast because you yeah. think we won't be able to talk in there. But we we'd have a chat and talk all things football sometimes being a bit critical, but, you know, we all, we all support Wigan, we've all got our our voice and, and we've kept it going through, like most things, through Zoom and that kind of stuff over the last few weeks. We held a, uh, a massive event when we went into administration with the local MP, Lisa Nandy, a uh, sports lawyer, someone from the Football Sports Federation with Portsmouth, who've obviously experienced very similar to us. Absolutely. It, uh we got a you know really good event live on youtube you know we got about 3000 views on that so yeah you know we're you know, we, we just love talking football, and, and if people are prepared to listen to us, that's, <laughs> that's great. But and otherwise, we'll just talk football like we
0: would <laughs> in the pub. <laughs> and you can, you can find it on normal podcast providers, of course, and it's great because it's being turned into one of the many arrows in the quiver to try and keep Wigan Athletic alive in that battle that lies ahead, financial battle. Adam Pendleby there, our special guest this morning, from Wigan Athletic Supporters Club, also from the Progress with Unity podcast. Look at me, Paul Ross, and you guys on Talk Sport and Talk Radio pour yourself some mid-afternoon mirth with Oxby and Jacobs on Talk Sport with Green King Unmissable live sports talk great company